1: From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 2nd of the 3rd, that's March 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business, markets, finance, and plenty more besides. I am here. I'm Nadine, by the way, here with David Scott. Scuddy. how are you? I'm great. Nadine, how are you? I'm pretty well. Um, Perky, sounds like, because that's what we're seeing in terms of this Index, yes. Um, You know, not huge gains, but outperforming the region, Scotty. Definitely outperforming the U.S. overnight. The XJO finishing at 7,117, let's call it, up a quarter of 1%. However, gains not exactly broad-based, but significant, considering the composition of the market.
0: Yeah, lumpy. Uh, Lumpy coal, lumpy iron ore. Yeah, lumpy crude.
1: Lumpy crude, um, look, it's pretty astounding some of these gains that have been made by some of these companies. I mean, the top movers, BHP adding 30 index points. It was up by close to 4%. Rio, 7 index points, up close to 5%. And the energy space as a sector, up by, you know, uh, close to 5%. STO, up 77 Woodside, up uh, 6% or so. Sorry, Santos, up 6%. But Ben Clark from TMS Capital said he'd be he'd be selling if he was an owner of Woodside. Yeah, and he'd made some money.
0: Yeah, look, it's had an incredible run. I did the math this morning. Uh, so from the lows that we saw uh, in early March 2020 during the other uh, pandemic to where we sit today, it's now close to 500 percent increase in the Brent crude price alone. And you're looking at uh, you know, met coal prices, record highs. You no know, coking uh, coal prices, you know, pretty much at record highs. Uh, Gas prices, sorry. Uh, no wonder the, uh, the commodity sp- uh, spot price index also climbed to record highs overnight.
1: Yeah, so uh, it sounds like a good story if you're looking at your portfolio and you're invested in BHP or Rio or Fortescue right now. However, not such a rosy picture if you're thinking about the inflationary environment mm-hmm. and what this – well, the conundrum that it really poses for central banks that uh, – really are watching inflation with a lot of nervousness as our consumers but now also watching europe with a very wary eye
0: yeah well we don't know exactly what's going to go on there of course it's uh, it's pretty troubling we've discussed it on the podcast earlier this week and last week as well a very fluid situation no real signs of improvement at the moment but the broader ramifications are starting to go and permeate and people are starting to think longer term i know at the moment uh what the markets are looking at the supply side disruptions and saying fantastic that's great for commodity prices and they're thinking well central banks are gonna go and start parrying back their expectations for rate hikes. So that's good for for equities as well. But uh, if this persists, if the strength persists, it's going to start crippling the global economy. And it won't take much. And when you start crippling the global economy, unfortunately, that uh, that goes and weakens corporate earnings and the like. So it's something we're going to be very wary of, uh, particularly if we start seeing the globe start splintering off into two distinct trading groups. If that happens, then it's uh, it's going to be around for a long while.
1: Yeah, a long while. And you heard a lot of rhetoric coming from the U.S. president and his State of the Union address. But the reality is, is the world doesn't want to get drawn into a war, particularly for a country that is not part of NATO, particularly because you don't know what's going to happen to Russia. Not a political analyst, but it's that uncertain environment that I saw some research today showing that Americans, despite the fact that the unemployment rate is, you know, got a three in front of it. And despite the fact that uh, the economy is doing well and most of them have more savings than they did pre-pandemic, their attitude toward the economy is still really negative. I mean, they think things are worse than they really are. And that's pretty dangerous when sentiment starts to take a turn. I think people are so damaged post-COVID. Yeah.
0: If, I think the inflation side is definitely not getting enough attention. And I think that's what consumers are looking at, is that inflationary, and they're saying, well, gee, my salary's not going anywhere near as uh, as quick as what we're seeing with price increases. And that's when it starts to become destructive when it comes to demand, where it comes for investment and the like. You, people feel poorer. And uh, that's, yeah, an area that we've got to pay pretty close attention to because margins will get squeezed and everything else. So, yeah, great for uh, the miners in the uh, the near term but uh, long-term pain should it persist.
1: Hey, do you think that um, Jerome Powell is going to give any clarity about w- how he will be thinking or how the FOMC in particular will be thinking about this crisis? He's got to be very careful about what he says. I suppose we'll just be talking about risks being elevated, and I do note that the former Fed chair, Janet Yellen, was out today saying that she's still optimistic about the U.S. economic recovery.
0: Yeah, it's a dynamic economy. That's that's granted. Um uh, He's going to play a straight bat. If he was playing cricket, yeah, he'd be playing a straight bat, I think. Uh, you got He's got political pressure, and understandably so. They, they kept up the stimulus for far too long but what was necessary, and now they've got this tricky situation where we've got a war in Europe and uh, and prices are absolutely soaring. So he's got to go and play off those sides and, and, and try and appease markets. I think that uh, no, we've got the markets now paring back expectations, so 25 basis point hike is now... Pretty much priced in. It was 50 basis points not that long ago. That sounds about right. Play it uh, cautious. Say ready to go and stand in and support uh, economic activities should it be required. But keep on keeping it on.
1: Do you think that um, all the talk about stagflation is premature, or is it worthwhile to you know dust it off, get it uh, in high rotation?
0: No, I think it's something that's definitely going to be in play and it's something we've got to to go and get used to potentially dealing with it because yeah if unless we get an immediate resolution in Russia, it's just it's like having Australia just chopped out of the uh, other global economy. Uh and what would the impact be when it comes to commodity prices and the like, it would be terrible. And we're gonna experience that right now. And we know demand is pretty strong for the time being. Uh but that can only go and last for so long Your prices keep going up the rate they're going.
1: Okay, so Polynovo was uh, one of the companies that I performed on a percentage basis. Um, I said earlier on air that it reported, it was actually, it reported um, on um, late last week. It was today, there was just a webcast recording of the half yearly results that got put up. But obviously, um, the market liking something there, up by 8% today. Um, Another company that was on my watch list core lithium so core lithium signed a deal with tesla and you know what that does (laughs) to a share price yeah i remember line town a a binding term sheet for lithium supply so there you go and uh, its share price was up by close to 14% off the back of that so no wonder it was the stock of the day today on the call carl caprolingo from think markets and michael wayne from medallion financial let's listen to what they had to say
0: of course, you put the word Tesla in there. It's going to be really exciting. Um, 110,000 uh, kilotons of uh, Spodium concentrate over four years. It, it's a great announcement. It's an important announcement, but maybe the market's getting a little bit excited oh. about it. Having said that, I still like the company. Definitely stick with it. If you don't have it, I think after today, today's pop, I think you're better off waiting for a bit of a pullback. Definitely a lot of that supply that's starting to emerge into the market is being mopped up quickly, which is a good sign. And it's definitely a sector which is... This has been a terrific performer. The thing is these guys have had a very good deposit which they're now very close to bringing into production and that's almost the sweet spot for for any company really, whenever they transition from being a loss maker to potentially bringing revenue through the door. Will I jump in right now? It's difficult to say because there's just been so much positivity embedded in the price. Uh, So I'll be tempted to just hold and and wait and, and see with this.
1: So there you go, sometimes hot it's too hot. So, uh, yeah, Michael Wayne saying he would wait and see. If you'd like to listen to that entire edition, you can do so. Uh, via our website, or if you just listen to it, you know where you usually get your podcasts. This one, for example.
0: Yeah, just look at that—the uh, chart in that particular stock, uh, up like thirteen hundred percent over the past five years. And it was only really when we saw those easy, ultra-easy monetary policy settings kick through that we really started to go and see those uh, those prices ramp up. So I understand why people are a bit cautious about the space, despite all the really rosy uh, forecasts for demand for EVs and the like moving forward.
1: Yeah, well, there's lots of players too in the space. Um, no shortage of the material out there. Although I did have a chat with Steven Iger from, um, Stephen Wood I should say from Iger Capital today and he gave me, I think it was five, five small cap companies in the resources space that he would be willing to um, put his money in now and um, chalice mining came up and it kind of makes sense because it's still in the exploratory phase it actually had a drill result today but it's got platinum and palladium and all of these um, and nickel so all of these minerals that are really related to uh, russia and obviously some of the supply that we will not be getting to there and uh, the price rises that happen off the back of that and it's um well i don't need to tell you all about it but if you'd like to listen to it you can l- find that on the website. I just published it and put it up. So it's there. It's under the small caps. Look for that, um, that program today. So, Scotty, uh, tonight we, s- we really start to see things heat up in terms of economic data in Europe in particular uh, with the ECB's Phil Lane speaking with Chair Powell, with Beige Book, with Bullard, with Evans. It's, um, it's all live. I, I feel like I've said that every single podcast for quite some time now
0: yeah dynamic environment and uh, be nimble and uh, be ready to go and make uh, make decisions very quickly Uh, there's there's a lot going on out there the data is and everything at the moment and those events is going to be secondary in nature but still important uh, in the context that if we do get a quick resolution in Europe which we all hope for of course uh, those those things will come back to the fore pretty quickly But uh, really, it is all about, I know, convoys north of Kiev and I know how things go and transpire overnight tonight.
1: Yeah, and uh, watch those bond markets, right? Yeah, if you want
0: to. We'll get you across
1: them in the morning. Scotty will watch them for you. Just tune in to the live channel. It's ausbiz.com.au. We're live from 8.30.
0: Yeah, see you then.